babies? That's his name. F A G O T. Fagoot. No, it's not German. <laughs> it might be German. Fagoot. <laughs> uh, speaking of Germans, what do you say we start the show? The Simmind Sports Show, uh, where we talk latest and greatest on New England sports and uh, get a couple laughs in between, especially with Raymond's clown shirt he's got going clown on. Shirt, and, yeah. And uh, touched up eyebrows. His little nice eyebrows. Ray, why don't you start with your opening take? No, 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 no. Your opening takes first. Go by the email. You're first. But the, the email has Bobby on it. Yeah, but you, it says you first. Fine, I'll go. I don't care. I'm not Thank afraid. Uh, I'll go with uh, Jalen Brown as my opening take. It Hope hurts. that was yours too. Yeah. It <laughs> Yahtzee, bitch. Better come up with a different one. Uh, Jalen Brown signed his $304 million Supermax contract this week. And guess what? It was just meh to me. Just meh. Should have been signed a month ago. And everybody knew it was coming. It was never not going to happen. So it was kind of anticlimactic. Now, uh, he had his press conference this week, which thought he said a lot of good things. Thought he tied himself to the city, which when you're creeping up on half a billion dollars that the uh, organization's giving you, yeah, you'd think you would recommit to uh, where you're supposed to be for the next five or six years. Um, so that was nice to see. Obviously, we got to see it on the court. Um, it, this means nothing unless these guys can get a championship. And that window seems pretty tight um, for a couple of reasons, mainly financially. Uh, cap space MD, you can touch on that, I'm sure. You can crunch those numbers for us. You've been doing it since June. Uh, and you've been spot on every time, too, by the way. Uh, cap space MD is you, Ray. Um, so, but the main story here, Jalen Brown, uh, I know we'll get into, is it too much? Is he worth it? Is the contract, you know, blah, blah, blah. We can talk about all of that. It's all kind of moot to me. This happens uh, in sports all across the board with these big ass fucking contracts. They just keep getting bigger for me. It was my emotional reaction. I was just, nah, nah yeah, no shit. He, no shit. He signed no shits. Now what go do something about it. That's kind of my takeaway from Jalen Brown. I love it. Uh, you're here. Uh, my opening take, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to tie two sports into one uh, opening take. Here we go. Lionel Messi is now in Inter-Miami. He is resurging that franchise who is at the bottom of the league. He comes there in an hour worth of playing time. He already has three goals and an assist. You know what? Boston Red Sox, John Henry, take a look what can happen if you can bring an exciting player into your franchise. Uh, every game has been sold out wherever he's been going, Inter-Miami for uh, Messi, even though he came off the bench the first game. Sellout. Go get Shohei Itani and see what happens at Fenway Park. I was there Saturday evening. It was ran over by Mets fans. The whole right side, bleachers, Mets. People in front of me, Mets fans. People behind me, Mets fans. I have never seen that since probably like before we were taking wreck field trips down to Fenway and we could sit in the bleachers and that team absolutely sucked. You bring an exciting player over here that can be a generational player that can hit, throw, pitch, do everything. I mean, that will sell tickets. John Henry, take a note from MLS and what, look what Messi's doing down there in Miami. Bring over Shohei Itani, pay him that $600 million because it'll all come back to you. It'll all be fucking worth it. So I think he should take notes, go get that guy, and everything will be right in Fenway Park. Is Otani the Messi to baseball? I believe so. Maybe like currently, but Lionel Messi, currently, yes. as we've discussed, is the greatest soccer is the player goal. Is all, of all time, even after uh -huh. suffering the worst loss in the history of international football to Saudi Arabia in the uh, World Cup. I mean, I, I don't you. I don't know how he got over that, but somehow he did. And uh, so Sho Shohei Otani is not yet to be described as the greatest player ever to play uh, baseball. 
No, but I'm saying an exciting person yes, I understand. coming yeah. over to your franchise will sell tickets. We'll get the stadium fucking packed with your own fans. We'll have people buying tickets to your away games because they want to go see this once in a lifetime type player right now. And I yeah. think that would be a step in the right direction for the uh, Red Sox. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with you. There's some other circumstances we've talked about before with signing Otani for the Sox. And it's not a perfect comparison because the MLS is fucking hot garbage uh, of an organization. And Lionel, Lionel Messi is what he is. You know, I'm telling talking about the Red Sox. You know, they're uh, hot okay, garbage. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, good point. See, good point, know, solid point, solid point. I have some thoughts on, on Messi. Uh, he might come back uh, later in this program. I think probably the simplest minds of the week. Not for not for the reasons you might think, but uh, I got some thoughts on that. Um, but on the show, we will be starting off with the Jalen Brown contract, uh, Supermax. Uh, training camp started, right? It's football season. Yeah, buddy. Let's go. Uh, so we got a top five segment here. The top five, uh, I, I want to do position groups. We're going to save that. It's, training camp's long. We can get into that later. I want to start. And there's not five position groups that we can even talk about. That are yeah, top we're going to do the worst five. Um, top five storylines heading into training camp. I labeled a couple, see if you can come up with a couple more, uh, other big news this week. Uh, the captain St. Pierre, St. Patrice has retired. Um, Patrice Bergeron finally retiring 19 years with the Boston Bruins touching that, uh, the Red Sox made a trade and they seem to be lined up to make some more. We'll touch on that. And then, uh, yeah, simplest minds of the week soccer edition. Got a couple so a couple subjects to get through there. Welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show Friday Rewind, right? I've left my normal, this is Wednesday night, but even Thursday night, I've, I've really cut back on the uh, alcohol intake because I, I just can't function the next day anymore like we like I used to. Um, but even like the alcohol percentage. So, so, you really want to cut so you go to salon and you cut back on your alcohol. That's okay. right, but not tonight, baby. <laughs> okay. Tonight I'm shaving my own head and I'm drinking a double IPA, fluff the mat, fluff the magic dragon. So let's go. Let's get after it. Wait, that civil mind segment is going to be a whoop. doozy. An hour from now, forty minutes, fucking idiots. Do you want me to so, keep uh, the beat button right. ready so I can write those down? That's probably going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fucking cucks. Welcome to Civil Mind Sports Show Friday Rewind, July twenty eighth. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you're welcome. Welcome. Ray is crushing it right now with his Shanket Golf Apparel, which is where you want to go. Uh, whether you're listening to it on your favorite podcast platform, watching us on YouTube, uh, rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends, tell your mother, tell them about Shanket Golf at shanketgolf.com. You want to put promo code Simple Minds for 15% off, and you too could be sporting a clown cum shirt uh, looking as dazzling as one Dr. Big Mac. That's I got a simple. lot of compliments today. It's, it's, a, a, very ni- it's a nice shirt. Thank I'm you. sure it's soft as shit. It's probably form-fitting. Look at that. Um, tucks right yeah. into the dark side of the fupa. It's great. Yeah, I like it. I got to go get Thank myself you. some shanket. I'm not playing a lot of golf this year. But doesn't matter. It's, it's for all occasions. It's very comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's shankagolf.com promo code simple minds. Ray, would you put the Celtics in the simple minds category for giving Jalen his bag? Again, it's a five year deal worth 304 million. 
uh, after because Jalen Brown got a trade kicker. I don't know if we want to get into the minutia of that, but it's like a $45 million trade kicker. I'm not even sure exactly how it works. He gets a portion. We'll find out in a couple of years. Yeah, depending on when he's traded, uh, we'll find out how much it's actually worked. He did not get the player option. So hypothetically, technically per this contract, Jalen Brown will be in Boston for the next six years um, for the cost of $304 million. Uh, That works out to an annual cap hit or an annual base pay of uh next year 52 million and then escalates from there 56.5 60.7 65 all the way up to 70 and that no. 69 69 sorry nice nice uh it will be 70 though because oh, yeah. that's his deal is 35% of the cap and that cap's going to continue to rise. They've got a new TV deal coming that's going to be worth something like ten billion dollars in a year or two. So that number is going to be fucking crazy. <laughs> it's going to be fucking crazy. All these numbers are going to be crazy. The NBA and their players fucked this league. I was talking about this with our uh, friend Butch. Um, ah, Doctor Vittles. Doctor Vittles. Uh, the NBA has basically become America. There is no more middle class. You were either poor or you were rich. The mm-hmm. top players are getting paid an, an astronomy, uh, astronomical amount of money. Uh, and then there's vet minimums or rookie deals, and there's really nothing in between. You can't really afford anything in between. So team building is going to become very interesting moving forward. Um, rich owners are going to be able to, uh, you know, it's going to become like baseball. Rich owners are going to be able to pay through it. Uh, they're going to have to put more stupid fucking bylaws into their into the cap space and the salary cap to try and make it an even playing field, but inevitably the rich are going to wing out, win out in, in this scenario. And um, Celtics are not quite the richest uh, group of owners in the league. So it'll be interesting how they see how they do here. But uh, I gave you my instant reaction to Jalen Brown getting the bag. Meh knew it was coming. What was yours? Uh, like sands three hourglass. So are the days of our lives because the Celtics. Whoa, 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 the what did you just say? That was that sounded like smart and somewhat poetic. That was my mom's favorite soap opera, uh, Days of Our Lives. That was the opening segment. The guy comes on. It's just ingrained in my head. So, oh, you just but, you just said it really but, fast. I didn't know it was some from some fucking. I was gonna say stupid soap opera, but Days of Our Lives is like an American icon, so I, I won't yeah. say that. And I would never but insult it, Irene on this show. But it's so. like a. No, it's like an hourglass. I just think the time is now. Like you have to win in the next two years because when Tatum's contract goes through, it's going to equate to I believe ninety percent of the salary cap for the team. So you you're not going to win with both of these guys. So you have to win now, pretty much in the next two years before Tatum's deal comes up. So that's what I think. I just think time is now running out for the Celtics to win. That's what I think. Yeah. So that ninety percent number is has been thrown around. That would be. Uh, when Tatum gets his extension with Brown's new contract, and if they kept Porzingis, the Correct. summer of Sorry. 2025, those three contracts will amount to 90% of uh, of the salary cap, mm-hmm. which um, if they kept the team as is um, to that time, they would be well above the second apron, yep. uh, limiting their ability to you know, uh, be strategic in building their team. So certainly something is, is bound to change. I've, I've read a lot of articles of 2025 being a real – um uh benchmark off season for the Celtics and this team and which way they go. Um if I had if I had my bets, Porzingis is gone, Brogdon's gone probably before then, Al Horford's money is gone. Uh anybody on that lingering 12, 13, 12 million, 10 million dollar contract type of stuff, you're gone. And now you're just getting vet minimums. You better hope Tatum is the guy that's 
dragging in. Why everyone wants to come play. Yeah. Everyone wants to come play and chase a ring for, uh, ring with. I'm sorry. Um, and you better be good at developing young players who can come in and contribute in those, uh, you know, hustle roles. That's that's how you're going to. They do win. have a pretty good uh, resume for developing young talent. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Smart. Yes. I mean, he was a work in progress, but heart and soul. Jalen Brown, obviously, he was a third round, uh, third overall selection, but people didn't think he was going to stay in the league this long. They thought he was going to fizzle out. He didn't really have that kind of draft uh, uh, resume coming into the league. They, they thought he was going to fizzle, and now he's one of the richest paid players in the NBA. So, no, it's true, and th- this is coming down from the Danny Ainge days. They really focused on. They have a really uh, good staff that teaches kids how to shoot. Um, you know, if you remember their philosophy was find real athletic wings, big athletic wings, and it doesn't really matter if they can shoot because we can teach them how to shoot. And they've proven that time and time again, Jalen Brown being the, the best specific example, but um, Grant Williams was a guy that couldn't shoot, who can shoot. Um, I could go through some of the younger players that never were really- smart. Still Marcus really Smart, shoot. sure, yeah. I mean, he could. He never had an outside shit. shot at Oklahoma State, and, and now he's been giving shit for not being good. He's now made himself a thirty-six percent three-point shooter. So, yeah. Um, yeah anyway, it, it's interesting. So let me get back to this. Three questions here. Is it is he worth it? No. Is he worth the deal? No. As a number two, as a, a he's not Batman. He's Robin. He's the sidekick. I don't think he's worth three hundred four million dollars in the next five years. The richest contract in NBA history. I don't think he's at worth that at all. Did the Celtics have to do it? I think he had to make the Celtics do it. So I was listening to Joe Murray on the ride home from golf, and it made sense. Oh, You're the Jesus. So, well, no, I'm sorry. How much it, it, dumber it, do you feel after that? I think Joe Murray might be a slightly hard R. I like Joe Murray. But anyways, uh, basically, he's the VP of the Players Association, so he has to take the money. He has to get the back. He can't take a deal. Remember how we were saying, oh, he might be trying to take a lesser deal to get some more players in here? But if he did that, he would screw over the whole union. So he has to take the back. He has to get the richest deal just for the players themselves because he's part of the union. He's the VP. So he has to go out and do no that. No shit. I'm not talking about Jalen Brown. Should he, did he have to do it? it? It's an opportunity for multi-generational wealth. It, it's the only, did the Celtics have to do it? The answer yes, is yes. Because look at the, yeah, because of the bad rap they had over the years. Of they have to do screwing it. They, over it. Yes. They tickled their balls with the Jalen Brown trade scenarios for years. If they were going to trade him, they had to trade him last year. And now this year, when everybody was saying, uh, the best thing for the Celtics would be if Jalen Brown made uh, got to uh, all NBA. So then they wouldn't have to wait that extra year for him to get in free agency. They could offer him his extension early because the new CBA. Well, little did we know that this new CBA was going to come in so fucking heavy with this all NBA shit. It really screwed the Celtics. Uh, let me back that up a little bit. Here is the scenario. Jalen Brown, before this new CBA came into play, was... Um, was in a position that he was going to be going into his walk year next season. The Celtics could offer him an extension at that point, but they couldn't offer him the most amount of money. They would have to wait till the final year to offer him bird rights um, at that point in time, whatever the max contract was. But they risked him going to market, which he absolutely would have, and leaving for another team because he wasn't going to sign an extension that was under the value that he could get in free agency the next year. Um, So they would have to wait to sign him the next year through free agency, unless he made all NBA. 
And that gave the Celtics the opportunities to extend him a year earlier for the same amount of money he would have made on the free agency market the following year, which to all Celtics fans in front office seemed like a no brainer. Hell yeah. We'll get ahead of this. We'll get them the same money they would get in the open uh, on the open market. That's an easy deal for everybody. The number was going to be like 200 and um, whatever. I think it was like 280 million versus like 180 million, something like that. The new CBA goes into play and fucking a it blows the goddamn ceiling off the off this thing um not only in the terms of money but also in terms of um you know what what the players rights are uh in terms of the contract so now the celtics are in a place of well do you trade Jalen brown and his walk here and screw him out of something whatever whatever it be 150 million or the difference between yeah. a, a free agent contract next year and supermax um or do you give him the money and hope that he's Hope that he can be a good enough number two and good enough overpaid number two for him and Tatum to go win a championship. They didn't have a choice. They have to. They had to sign him. They had to. Well, look at all the look all the bad PR they've had with from Isaiah Thomas trading Isaiah Thomas from the uh, Gordon Hayward debacle after he shattered his ankle. I mean, and Anthony Davis's father coming out saying he didn't want to go to Boston because of the reputation Boston has. I mean, Boston has a black eye, so I think this had to be done. This had to be so. As a VP of the Players Union, he looks good. He's not going to badmouth the organization behind the scenes. So, yeah, Celtics definitely had to go and do this. Do you listen to his press conference at all? Yeah, I was listening to a little bit of it. He's very when he talks, he's very monotone. Is he is very he is very monotone. Um, but he had a lot to say. They did it at a local um, like basketball court. Um, but he had a yeah, lot. He's to donating say. a lot of he's donating a lot of his money, right? Yeah, well, you know, we know the type of principled man Jalen Brown is. So, um, seven juice or something like that. that Yeah, he's got a clothing line. Like he's a wildly intelligent young man and very um, active in the community. And the way he spoke about it today, like I've heard him speak about off court stuff, and a lot of it was kind of like Kyrie philosophical. All right, dude, like I get it. But today, what he was talking about was. Um, the wage gap in Boston, it's top five worst in the country. There's a way to change that. I have ideas. I'm going to create a foundation. We're going to help the the underprivileged, the poor, the minorities. We're going to create the, all of these programs to try and uh, bridge this wage gap within the city. But it was all focused around Boston. It was all Boston, 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 and re- in investing and reinvesting in the city. Uh, via Jalen Brown and his $300 million he's about to get, which I thought was a good sign for a guy that has kind of spoken ill about the city and has been, has a reputation of not wanting to be here and how important it is um, to be ingratiated as a, as an athlete in the city of Boston. You have to at least pretend you like the city because we're all a bunch of sensitive fucking buzzies that want their players to like being here, which is why Marcus Smart got away with all his bullshit for so long because he embraced the city. He loved it. He loved yeah. Dunkin' Donuts and made those ads all the time. So maybe that's a good sign. And maybe uh, with the full support of the organization and the full support of the fan base, if he can, if he can get that, um, you know, that can take him to to the next level. Which leads me to my next question: Do you think this contract puts too much pressure on him, um, where he falls short, or does he have the type of mentality to be able to handle it and um, perhaps even excel and like lift his game up? I don't think he's one of those athletes that's a mental uh, nutcase kind of thing. So I don't think the the pressure will get to him, but, but I think fans will turn on him fast if he comes out struggling, making all that money and doesn't look like the guy. And Chris and Porzingis comes out and is actually looks like the number two and 
Porzingis take, uh, Brown takes that step back. So I don't think he'll get to him mentally because he's not fragile, but I think the fans will turn on him very quickly here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The richest fucking contract in NBA history for this fucking bum? Yeah. You fucking suck, Jalen. I'll take you $52 million. I can hit a fucking open jumper. I mean, he's strong. I mean, look how many trade rumors fucking he's loser. been a part of. So I think he's he'll take it fine, but the fans will just be ruthless on this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... You know, I also think he probably has a pretty good understanding of like a value of money. Like it probably won't terribly go to his head like it could other people. He's, you know, he's a principled, grounded individual. So he's smart. Uh, I think all that's true. And I would also say, too, even in this last year, he has made strides on the court every single year of his career. He's gotten better at something. Um, I don't. Hopefully, he gets better at dribbling this year. Oh shit! Yeah, that would be the that would be, uh, <laughs> that'd be number that'd be one preferred. on my genie list. Yeah. Uh, you want to excel something with that? I wish for Jalen Brown to be able to go left. Yeah, that would be or like I recognize that there are four people in front of you and maybe not dribble through them because you can't dribble unless that genie fucking grants you that wish. These fucking kids, man! How many years have I been saying Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum? You want to be Kobe Bryant? Look at Kobe Bryant. The dude didn't take more than three dribbles before he put the ball in the bucket. Like, find your spot, make a move, two or three dribbles, put it in the hoop. And when Kobe got that fadeaway, oh, my God, he was fucking lethal. When MJ got that fadeaway. MJ didn't have to say when he came I mean, but those kids, these guys didn't watch MJ. We watched MJ. We were older. These kids idolized Kobe. Kobe got that. So that's why I say when Kobe got that fucking fadeaway. They all did it. Vince. Remember Vince Carter? Like, he started shooting way too early in his career. He could still jump through the roof, but he recognized, like, I didn't figure out, a, like, a game where I can actually just, like, get the ball, not dribble, and shoot and score. Tatum still I... tries to drive 35 feet from the basket. Jalen Brown's still, like, marking up his guy at the three-point line, trying to drip through the whole team. No it's one like... has, like, a back-to-the-basket type game anymore, either. No I think Dirk was Dirk was the last one that I can, like, well, really remember. Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy that's Butler's kid. That's part of his DNA. <laughs> that's right. He can't get away from it. No, it's part of his DNA, baby. Yeah, it'll it's be like his daddy. It'll be frustrating. Uh, so this leads me to my next uh, last question on the Celtics topic. It'll be frustrating if they come out and they are Joe Missoula ball 2.0 with Porzingis and launching threes and have oh, not adapted. Oh. Get ready to be disappointed. I know, but um, I guess in the bigger picture, even if Hopefully Missoula doesn't uh, last that long because I do. Who was telling us that Robert Williams was shooting threes now? Oh, it was widely reported. He, yeah, he was, big, but I don't had... remember what she said in the text exchange. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. That guy couldn't even hit bunnies like up close. Now he's shooting 26 footers. Fuck you. Well, the report uh, attached to that was Jason Tatum was uh, holding him responsible for not taking advantage of his off- offensive opportunities when he's around the paint. Essentially, like, dude, all you can do is dunk. Can you figure out how to shoot the ball five feet from the hoop and in? So he wasn't the the footage that I saw. He wasn't shooting threes. He was he was just trying to just make bringing bunnies. it out to like the seventeen foot, fifteen fifteen foot range. So you could, and it's true. Like, he's nothing but a lob threat. He's an offensive. Uh, he's a DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, he's nothing. So if he could develop a little shot, then and he's got the skill to do it. Um, bigger question: if if this deal, three hundred four million dollars, Tatum, six years, if he stays through that uh, whole term, at that point he'll be in his early thirties. Tatum gets it; he'll be in his early thirties. Um, you know, you could hypothetically see them extending longer than that, especially if they've won a championship or two. 
does that make you happy? Is that a, that's a, a right now? I feel like we have an unsettling feeling about the Celtics team. We're not too sure they can get it done. Um, so investing six hundred million dollars in these two guys who have come short for year after year feels a little bit unsettling. What will it take for you to be happy if they spend a majority of their career, the whole career in Boston, based on these massive contracts they're both, they're both about to get? What will make me happy? Yeah. Will you be happy if they're like lifetime Celtics? No. You have to have multiple championships to make me happy. How many? If they have to stay the whole time, four. Give me four. Four? Fuck you. The answer is two. Like the answer is probably one, but the answer is two. You asked me a question. I gave you my answer. Or they're Four. not Kobe. They're not Bron. Like nobody. How has much four. does how much does Steph Curry have? Four. Mm-hmm. Thank you. They're not Thank Steph you. Curry. Steph Curry's a top ten player of all time. But you're getting you paid need... as the richest players in the NBA. Four. Give me. They four. won't be at the end of this. Tatum maybe. They. Four's crazy. Four's crazy. His contract's six years. You want to move four you championships can't... in six years? Let's okay. Let's let's split it. You said two. I said four. Let's meet in the middle. Three. Oh well, if they're three, then they're Celtics royalty. They're Celtics royalty. <laughs> if, if they win one, they're Celtics royalty. Well, yeah, the way this organization. They're already Celtics royalty now, and they fucking yeah, choked right. in the finals yeah. and choked in Eastern Conference Finals. Come on. Yeah, well, they've yeah they've made five Eastern Conference Finals. They're put the put them in the fucking rafters. I'm two. If they can win two, even if they win two right now, if they win the next two and then they stay here for another 10 years and they're constantly competing, by the end we'll say, you know, give them the Patrice Bergeron, uh, you underachieved. But if they, embrace the the city, if they embrace the city and they stay here for another decade each and they get a couple, they get a, a, a ring, we'll, we'll be okay with them. They'll be, they'll be fan favorites. They'll be Celtics uh, Hall of Famers. They're already fan favorites. They're already going to be Celtics Hall of Famers. If they don't win in the next two years, they will be um, pick, pitchforked out of town. You know, green teamers are the most softest people in the entire world. They love everything. Everything's fucking. I don't know. Patriots fans are getting there, my friend. Patriots fans are getting. I know there. it's bad. Great segue, Rich. Before we get into the Patriots stuff, let's do a little headlines with the obvious one. Richard, thank you very much for that introduction after 19 seasons patrice bergeron announced his retirement on tuesday from the nhl photos leaked already of the newest captain and that would be one brad marshan the red sox have a pulse question mark with the trade deadline approaching on tuesday the red sox sit two games back from the final wild card spot will they be buyers or will they be sellers uh jalen brown like we just talked about is a rich bitch he signs a five-year 304 million dollar Max extension with the Celtics, making him the highest paid player in NBA history. In other NBA-related news, Ronnie James went into cardiac arrest on Tuesday after collapsing on the court uh, during practice at USC. He is currently in stable condition, and as my friend Rick James always says, <laughs> That was a great production value. Uh, thank you. Uh, soccer news, Kylian Mbappe refused to finish his contract out for PSG and has been offered a, a transfer fee of $300 million from Al Halad and then a $700 million contract to play for one year. Blood money. And finally, on this day in 2002, Lance Armstrong won the Tour de France only to be stripped later after admitting to blood doping. This has been Headlines with the obvious one. Back to you, Richard.
your little facts of the day. Thank you. I find that to be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so what, what was it again? Uh, he got caught on this day or he no he won it he won the tour de france back in 2002 but later got stripped after admitting to blood doping is it is the tour of france going on now or somewhat uh Uh, i think it's coming up close yeah it must be must be a leap year of some sort so it's probably a week later or something (laughs) Uh, oh no i think there's a lot of shit there's a lot of shit going on in france right uh france is uh yeah burning another fucking uh enlightenment (laughs) yeah civil war going on over there yeah, there's a lot of shit going on in France, but I don't, I don't see them canceling the Tour de France for it. Those cyclists didn't dope for nothing. Well, you know, it's more than one day, right? It's a lot of days. It's a tour. It's like 16, I think, right? I don't, know. I'm not a, I don't follow. I don't follow bicycling. Cyclists. Yeah. Uh, I do follow the... Uh, oh, uh, the other thing that's not on, on here that we're not going to touch on, so let's do it now. Uh, the brawny heart attack. Do we do we have any other information on that? What like was that just he's out? In of... st- he's in stable condition. He thank God for the USC training staff being there. Uh, more tests are being done, but nothing's being leaked out. Uh, privacy for the family is all. What does that do to LeBron's uh future career? If he can't play with Bronny, well, what about that fat kid? What is his middle child? The fat one. Isn't he supposed to be better? I don't know. He looks like a nerd. I thought no. What's who's the, the other one's taller than Bronny, the younger kid? Is he already? Yeah, uh, he's mm-hmm. like a sophomore in high school or something. Mm. LeBron can't hold out another three years. Maybe he no could. Fucking boy. I mean, well, I was talking about that tonight. It's either cocaine or that the fucking kid had a heart defect that never got like. But you have the best doctors in the world, so how would you know that? I mean, LeBron James spends a million dollars on his body a year. Maybe give a couple shillings to your kid. Or maybe uh, he badmouthed China, and the China virus got to the Bronny. LeBron would never badmouth China. He is in the bag. No, in the bag with China. I mean, it sucks that you know your eighteen-year-old kid went to cardiac arrest. But I mean, at eighteen years old, what the fuck happened over there? Something's going on in USC. I wouldn't put anything past the USC scene. Um, yeah, you got to look at that blood report. Who knows? You got a Reggie Lewis situation on your hand. We hope not. We're not wishing that. We're just Len Bias, yeah. Yeah, Len Bias was the cocaine guy, right? Reggie Lewis was... Well, uh, really, just do it. He, did do, he did cocaine, too. But didn't Reggie... Which one had, like, an actual condition? Reggie Lewis. Reggie Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, Len, Len Bias, Bias got drafted, got and then went out partying and did some cocaine and dropped it. Yeah, it was a lot of it. A lot of cocaine. He was supposed to be the best... He was supposed to be better than Michael Jordan coming out of Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> Celtics lost 20 years uh, post-Bird because of those two shitty hearts. Everyone talks about the fucking Babe Ruth curse, but no one talks about the Len Bias curse that lasted so long. Yep. Took oh, Kevin while Garnett. We, and... Well, we have a couple minutes here, and we're uh, following up on Celtics stuff. We didn't. This is not in the email, so let, let's just do an impromptu. You hear the uh, Paul Pierce comments? About uh, how he's better than Dwayne Wade? He's better than Dwayne Wade. Give me Shaq. <laughs> give me Bosh and LeBron and, uh, you know, watch my numbers. Oh, fuck yeah. I, I don't know if he's wrong. He's not wrong. Career-wise, he played longer and he has better numbers. Wade has better uh, um, postseason numbers. Well, no shit. You would, too, if you had fucking LeBron and Chris Bosh and all these right. other guys to fucking dish off to. Pierce, Pierce does get Pierce does get underrated. Um, he's never going to win over any favor the way that he speaks about it now, but I don't think he gives a shit because uh, he's right a lot of times. Pierce is one of the most clutch players I've ever seen play. 
he's he's one of those guys i was thinking about this the other day when those comments came out like how lucky we fucking were and you know that came out patrice bergeron retires and then you know you go in that time you had bergeron paul pierce david ortiz and tom brady all Hmm. winning championships (laughs) it's like holy shit between outside of bergeron but between pierce ortiz and brady three of the most clutch professional athletes in the history of sports all residents of boston pierce holds i think the highest percentage of last second game winning shots he might but be would the... pierce be up there if we didn't have ray allen and kevin garnett yeah he was doing that shit with Ant- antoine walker wow. dragging him to the east was that 2002 2002 yeah 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 they got the greatest comeback in NBA history, 24 points in the fourth quarter. Basically all Pierce. Pierce was fucking good, man. Uh, the only thing that he has against him, that 2006 run Dwayne Wade had with Shaq. Pierce never had a run like that. Dwayne was awesome. Yeah, but fucking awesome. He was awesome, but he also had Shaq. I mean, Shaq came over disgruntled from L.A., going over to a new team with a new an improved, younger Kobe Bryant version, you know? Yeah, but he duo. was a younger, new, improved Kobe Bryant version in that run. I remember watching, oh, yeah, specifically watching that run. Yeah, Shaq was there, but he wasn't 2000 Shaq. He was declining Shaq. He was still great. Yeah, I but he's still me, good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah. Wade dominated that that entire player front. It, yeah, it was Pierce, just Pierce never, by himself. Pierce never Pierce did was anything just like by himself. That. You yeah, never had you. anyone to be one. Yeah. Look, I'm Team Pierce here. I'm Team Pierce. I'm just saying. Oh, I know you are. I'm just saying. I'm also saying Pierce did it a lot. He had that fat fuck against Von Walker that he dragged to the fucking Eastern Conference Finals while he was fucking gambling his money away. If you gave, if it was Pierce Garnett and Ray Allen in their primes, like LeBron, Wade, Ooh. and Bosch, they, I mean, they should have had. We're two not talking one. We're not talking two, three, four, five, six. You have to give them in their prime athletic, but their the mentality of their mid thirties, because they were all probably assholes. I mean, Jesus Shuttlesworth, the big ticket, and stab in the face. No, fuck that. KG was a league MVP when he was in his twenties and didn't win shit. He went to the Western Conference Finals and kept getting his ass kicked by the Lakers. Yeah, well, LeBron went to the finals as an eight twenty year old and lost. That was fixed though. David Stern. Mbappé, man. That's why they won that. But and by, they were 32 years old, and they went, we got to win this. Talking to Celtics, Rayon, and KG, and Pierce. Yeah. They didn't have that attitude five years prior, six years prior. That's how it is in the NBA. So you got to keep your hopes up here with Brown and Tatum. They still got a couple years. Still got a couple years. 28, 29. Two years. That's all they got left. Yeah, that's true. Win now, motherfuckers. That's true. Um, all right, let's uh let's dip into some Patriots shock right after this. Great Hold job on. keeping it 40 minutes. Thanks. Howdy ho, neighbor. Mm, hello, hello. Um, let's do uh, let's do a little Patriots uh, training camp training camp talk, shall we? We shall. Football season, Raymond. Football season. I I will tell you, I haven't watched a ton of sports lately. With uh, you can't because you don't have the money and you get blacked out from it. That's right. But just in general, 
when I do see the football highlights coming on and that, you know, they release the retro jerseys and shit, it gets, it gets my uh, little tingle in the dingle, you know? Isn't some of the NFL, like the CBS, the Fox, the Sunday, all those fucking sounds just like, it gives you goosebumps sometimes. It does. You hear it. it does. It really does. What really did it for me, this one was those Seahawks jerseys from the 90s. Ooh, those look that, slick. That one gave me like, oh man, I fucking loved football at that time. Mm-hmm. I really wish the Patriots would go to those 90s jerseys. With the big fucking yeah. Patriot on the show. Yeah, like the 93 Bledsoe shit. Um, I don't, know. I don't know why I would bring him in. Curtis Martin. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was better. Lori Malloy. Yeah. Ty Law. Ty Law. Teddy Bruski. Teddy Bruski. Um, yeah, man, we're, you know, we're approaching that 30, we're approaching that 40, 40 yard marker. We're, we should be the target audience. Give us our youth craft. Yeah. Fucking yeah. a craft. I don't remember watching. I don't really remember watching them play games in those red jerseys. In I had that. I one. had that fucking. Remember how when Riddell would sell those things? Yeah, you could like. Yeah, I had that. It was the red old school Patriots fucking Pat Patriot on the helmet. As a nine year old, my prized possession for several years was the all the bleach white flying Elvis. Uh, don't now just take. I'm gonna say the name, but just be okay with the jersey, okay? It was a Bledsoe jersey, mm-hmm. but it was that like crisp bleach white i know you're talking about and it i i mean i wore that fucker out pretty sure i still have it i was gonna thought that your prized possession was your mother's vibrator that you found in her drawer when you were nine years old yeah my butthole's never seen the same one what's that did you say her butthole's never been the same touche touche her butthole hasn't been the same Oh, if she's there and you fucking bring her down, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I don't like where he's going with this, folks. Fuck, did he go? You shit his pants? Sorry, I shit my pants. Um, All right, let's I do gonna, I thought your mom was there and you are going to bring her down and be pissed. <laughs> no. I mean, she's going to see this, so... Oh, yeah, but I did face to face on a video where I had nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let, let's let's do some actual football talk, shall we? Uh Patriots training camp. Uh let's just do use this as a catalyst to talk about uh what we should expect. I got your top five, top five segment, Patriot training camp stories. You want to go five to one or you want to go one to five? I want to go with the least uh the favorite. So yeah, let's go five to one. All right, five to one. Um can Trent Brown save the offensive line for the Patriots? Right now, um, you're looking at Trent Brown as your left tackle, Cole Strange um, as your um, as your left guard, David Andrews center, uh, Michael Winu, who's starting on the pup list, which is not great. Um, as your that best, came out of the blue, line. didn't it? Did that came out yeah. of the blue. It felt like a Trevor Story situation. He needed ankle surgery and he waited till like the summer to get it. It's like. Oh, smart man. Fucking guy. Uh, and then some combination of Riley Reef, Calvin Anderson, uh, Mick shit that, Yeah, that's just some shit. hot garbage at right tackle where, look, if Cole Strange can make strides uh, in his second year in the NFL and be a serviceable uh, offensive lineman like he was at times last year, and then you got David Andrews has his 
solid as solid can be. A winu who's very good. Your right tackle situation, whatever. You can fucking get away with it between a few guys. But it is really predicated on Trent Brown being good and in shape, which by all accounts, he showed up to training camp, motivated, in decent shape, ready to go. Really? He showed up, showed up early. Yeah, he's there for four days before camp. Yeah. If that's the case, you got a pretty good offensive line. It really starts to crumble quick if it's if he's if he goes down. Their tackle depth is shit. So um can he do it? Can he be the savior for the offensive line? No. I don't I don't think he can. I mean, can you stay healthy all season? No. Yeah. When has the last time he's been he's played all 16 and or 17 games now? 2019? Yeah. Oh Max. no, 2018. I think 2018 when he won the Super Bowl. No, he was there all year, Max rookie year. 2021? What? Yeah, 2021. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. He was there all year. He wasn't great, but he was there all year. And he all was right. there mostly and he was all year. Right tackle. Year. He was playing right tackle. So now you're playing left tackle, one of the hardest positions in the NFL to play. Good but he luck. was there all last year too. He didn't get hurt last year. He just stunk a little bit. We'll see what happens. I don't Everybody think he can stunk. Do it. I don't think he can do it. I don't think he's gonna be motivated enough. I think he's on his uh final swan song. I think after this year, he's probably gonna call it a career. So I don't think he's gonna be able to be mentally focused all year. Um I think he can. So I heard Greg Bedard talk about it today, and one of the motivations that he might have for showing up early and ready to go is they might, they might have a little salary kicker sitting there for him if he can, if he can produce. No, money does definitely talk. So yeah, obviously. I mean, he's the type of guy that's motivated by shit like that, right? Yeah. So he went to Oakland. Let's hypothetically say it does work if he's is there, and he is playing to his potential at this point in his career. Which I won't say is 2018 Super Bowl, but um, a good top left 12, tackle. top 12 left tackle in the league. Yeah, like to fit what the team is, some like something yeah. like that. Top 12. Um, that what does that do for the offensive line? A lot, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but it doesn't solve the right side. I mean, the left side is gonna be strong as hell. Right side is still gonna be poo poo, probably. And it's a very I think it's gonna be a lot of run a lot of run schemes this year. So we'll see what happens. I mean, but that left side has to be strong. A healthy David Andrews would help things out too. I mean, if David Andrews, I mean, when he went away last year, was that last year? In the last couple of years, he's yeah. been he's he hasn't been, been healthy all years. year. So yeah, he's gonna be healthy. If he's healthy, he's the he's the force that drives that whole offensive line. He's the quarterback of the offensive line. So if he's not there, it looks like a shit show. So I hope he's there. And fucking Trent Brown can stay healthy. That'd be an excellent thing for this whole team. Yeah. So many question marks this year because we don't have the walking nutsack in offense. Bill O'Brien's there. Adrian Clam on the offensive line. They drafted three interior offensive linemen. Sal, uh, Jake Andrews, and the other kid. They have uh, some young kids from prior, prior drafts that are in the mix. Um, so we'll see what kind of coach Adrian Clem is. Uh, we've seen this team pull out offensive linemen you know, from the Haysack and, and turn them into decent players. That was more yeah, of a Skarnacki Scar- thing. Yeah, I was going to say, <clears throat> Skarnacki, not, not uh, anyone else. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, with O'Brien's system, a lot of play action, um, a lot of tight end usage, uh, that should that should mask a lot of the offensive off-the-line situation. But if Trent Brown is not up to snuff, none of it will. They will they will just be pretty much fucked. Yep. Um, they should have a strong interior, but their tackle situation is weak, 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 weak. 
And then you'll be pulling your uh, flag down to have mass because uh, the Mac Jones fan club will be dead because Mac Jones will die. Ah, half mass, the Langevin. Uh, let's talk about the fourth uh, st- story uh, on the uh, training camp here. Uh, the you wide You shoehorned it. Oh, I did, and that was a good one. Ah. Shoehorned <laughs> your mother's ass last night. Uh, wide receiver depth. Let's talk about that. Uh, we know what it is. We know they lost out on Hopkins. We know they haven't made a move. Will should they? Well, not should they. Yes, of course they should. It, do you what percentage? Put a percentage on it. Not sixty nine that they go out and actually make a deal. Cortland Sutton's name is still out there as a trade candidate. Um, do they go out there and make a deal or sign somebody? Um, the cat from the Giants, uh, uh, Galladay. Do they make a change? We've seen this before with them. They get into training camp a little bit. They see what they have, and then they determine uh, we need a little bit more. Then they go out and get somebody. Um, to me, nothing unless it's court unless it's a Cortland Sutton trade. Like, I don't really give a shit. You can go sign Kenny Galladay all day, every day. It's not going to make a difference um, against Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, who was there running routes today. So good. Not to see in the you. red jersey either. So that's not good. Red jersey. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, who continues to be on everybody's chopping block for a trade scenario. Tyquan Bill O'Brien was Bill O'Brien was lined up against him in training camp today. I think Kendrick Bourne's going to have a good year if he stays in this team. If he, I do if too. he climbs his way out of uh, BB's doghouse. Dog yeah. Uh, Tyquan Thornton was there early, ready to go. He's fast. Uh, your thoughts on wide receiver depth and percentage on them making a move to help it? Uh, we have no depth. Uh, you got to pray that they do it, but I give it a 6.9% chance that they actually go out and get someone. Beat the system. <laughs> just well for checkers bitch well done thank you uh third on the list jack jones in the secondary fallout he started i started camp on the backups uh that was a little demotion or a little slap on the wrist he didn't get to play with the starters for carrying fucking lethal weapons into an international airport that launched the al-qaeda attack on 9-11 by the way so they're a little sensitive to that shit in logan probably still uh jack jones was he even born probably he probably wasn't even born before 2011 2001 you mean um 9-11 yeah yeah i think 2001 9-11 what would that make him that make him 22 no he's what is he 20 maybe just He's probably born in 2000. Maybe he was born in 2000. 2001. Jack Jones born in 2001. Keep talking. Anyway, uh, obviously. Oh, wow. You're way off. 1997 he was born. He was no four. shit. How old is this fucking kid? 25? 25. Yeah. Good math by me. Wow. Jack you Jones is 25? Yep. Wow. You better figure your shit out, man. <laughs> Like, not, he'll be 26 on uh, December 20th. Good God, dude. You're 26 this year? That's like when you're, you're fucking stupid. You're bringing your guns to an airport? Man. I'm out on Jack Jones. Fuck That's that guy. Future Hall of Famer, Jack Jones. Yeah, sure. sorry about that. Yeah, free Charles. 26? 26 <laughs> was a pivotal, war, pivotal year in my life. That was like, get your fucking shit together, man. Shit together, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to bring a gun to an airport. No, I did not need no, to No, you just fucking knew it. Yeah, just figure it out. Okay, well, that may change things. Well, either way, uh, Bill Belichick has put him on the second unit. Uh, didn't get uh, uh, suspended, or his demotion was to have to play with the second unit for the first day in training camp. We'll see how long that lasts. 
if for whatever reason. Training camp. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all it's going to last. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Jones was on the outside along with cr- rookie Christian Gonzalez. Uh, and in the slot, our favorite, Miles Turner. Bryant. Miles Bryant. What did I say? Miles, Miles Turner. Turner. Who the fuck's Miles Turner? Hey. Puff, puff, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, baby. Well, he isn't going to get a little crazy. <laughs> Uh, Miles Bryant playing the slot. So they're, look, their cornerback, their cornerback situation could be one of the strengths of their team, but it is a ticking time bomb if shit goes, shit goes wrong. Now they can always bring Jalen Mills back in there to steady the ship. You can go back to what they had last year: Jonathan Jones and Jalen Mills. I'd like to see Marcus Jones in the fucking slot. Marcus Jones was playing a little slot too. Uh, it's Marcus Jones and Miles Bryant. Um. I don't know. What do you think? What what's the fallout? If just give me your opinion on Jack Jones in the secondary. Well, I've always said it. If Jack Jones is not playing this year, this uh cornerback situation is going to be very bad. If Jack Jones is there, this defense is probably going to be top ten in the NFL because he makes that difference. Uh second year going in another scheme with Bill Belichick, I think would help this guy out. But if he is not on the field or if he doesn't buy in. It's not going to be good. It's going to be a lights out against some of the best uh, quarterbacks in the AFC East. You got Josh Allen, you got uh, Aaron Rodgers, you got uh, Tua, who's going to be AFC East champion at the end of the year. So, Jack Jones ain't there. They're going to be throw, throw, throw on that right side. Maybe. I I think that but Christian Gonzalez is going to take his lumps as a rookie, but you're, you have, we know what it, we know what it could look like. It could look like last year, Jalen Mills and Jonathan Jones. On the outside. And we know what that is. That's extremely serviceable against guys other than Stefan Diggs and some of the best wide receivers in the league. Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, uh, yeah, Jefferson. Play a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, they're they're fucking they're pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, if you don't play top wide receivers in the NFL, you're great. But you know, you gotta look at Gonzo. Christian Gonzalez is coming in there. That's a new that's a first round be the, talent. Oh, I can't wait to see him in action. So first round talent. He's gonna get burnt a couple times, and you're gonna get he's gonna get the Patriots reaction. You draft this fucking first round fucking pick. You draft this guy, but he'll be I mean, you're going to your first game. You're going against AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, so that's gonna be a true uh, test for him right there. An eye test for all Patriots nation to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um, okay, let's look at the positive. Jack Jones, Christian Gonzalez, Jack Jones, Jonathan Jones. Those are your cornerbacks. Top Marcus quarterback Jones. duo, top five cornerback duo in the uh, tandem in the NFL. You could see it. I mean, young cornerbacks have had and a lot young. of impacts. Have had a lot of impact in the NFL lately. You know, similar to the wide receiver position, they they can come in and adapt. Will Belichick let them? I guess is the question. Of course, because you know, that's his bread and butter. Why wouldn't he? Can they put him on? Can Can you just go put him on an island and say, you know, do do your thing, kid. You're you're mano a mano. Jack Jones, John, uh, Christian Gonzalez, your man up on the guys on the outside. And we're, we're going to amoeba this shit on the inside. When have they done that? When was the last time they've done that and said, hey, do Robert your Revis. thing, boys? Oh, no. Uh, they did a little bit with Gilmore and um, they did a little bit with Gilmore and Malcolm Butler. Uh, Malcolm uh, Butler. Yeah. Huh? It's been a while, man. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, Malcolm, they really haven't had that kind of talent because it's always been dropping zone and just pray they don't beat you. Make well, sure the, they don't after beat you Gilmore's the defensive player of the year, and once he got hurt, like it's been since then that they've been 2019. able to do anything. Yeah, since they've been able to do anything like that. 
but their defense has still been pretty good, and their front seven is probably the strength of the team, so it should help help the young kids out. Hell yeah. Uh, number two story on the docket, Bill O'Brien's offense. I purposely leave out Mac Jones here. I just want to specifically talk about Bill O'Brien coming in, being an adult in the room, bringing a professional offense to an organization after a year uh, voided by the uh, walking nutsack uh, fucking circus that it was. What do you think? Uh, Zolak said it best today when I was listening to him. He was at training camp. He goes, the big difference between last year and this year is that Bill O'Brien is getting hands-on. He's actually going down there and showing these guys what to do in situations. Like when I was talking about Kendrick Bourne being lined up against Bill O'Brien, he's actually going down there because he knows what he wants. He's showing these guys, this is what I want you to do. Instead of going left, kick out right or whatever, you know, kind of positional plays. Yeah, you didn't have that last year with the nutsacks. They just said, do this, do that, trying to copy what they do in uh, San Francisco. Bill O'Brien's actually taken a hands-on approach, which I love, and is actually probably helping these guys out way more in probably the first couple, first week of training camp than what uh, the two nutsacks did all last year combined. Do you think they'll have enough plays to operate an offense when they get to the preseason? Something that they did not have under the walking nutsacks last year? Yes, which caused, I, I, I guarantee it. Which caused Kendrick Bourne to get in the doghouse or in Brian Hoyer to be shipped out of New England when they expressed concern for not having enough plays to uh, play in an NFL game. I'm sure Mac Jones was very refreshed looking at the playbook saying, holy shit, this is a playbook. He does look revitalized, which brings me to my number one story uh, going into training camp. Mac Jones versus Bill Belichick. Do they uh, remedy the uh, discord that they was created last year can coach and quarterback get on the same page um i'll answer my own question i don't know <laughs> i think they can <laughs> i think they like, can so there's uh bernard said today they had like one they had one 90 second interaction down at the goal line and it was cordial it was normal as coach quarterback um, I think they probably both have like residue from last year where they don't trust each other or they're still like angry with each other. Uh, Bill knows what he did. Belichick knows what he did. His ego yeah. and his arrogance is getting in the way, but I still think he has it in him to let that go. If Mac Jones falls in line, does what he's supposed to do and plays well. And if that's the case, winning masks all bullshit. So what's the falling in line though? What What determines that? Well, I do think that they've that there's probably a a fairly defined line separating Belichick and O'Brien right now. I think O'Brien has the offense, he's in charge of it. That's his room. Max his guy and Belichick pops in from time to time, you know, lets his stink get in there letting everybody know he's still the big honcho, but uh when it comes down to it, it's it's O'Brien's room. And I think falling in line for Belichick is Mac doing what O'Brien wants him to do and good reports back from O'Brien. Okay. That would be my, you know, I don't think he needs like, he doesn't need him to write him a fucking Psalm every day. How much he loves Belichick and any of that, anything like that. I bet you there is. I bet you there is a a book report due every fucking. It would help, but I don't think he's requiring it. I think if he he goes out there and limits his turnovers and does what he's supposed to do, uh, what he thinks, what Belichick thinks a quarterback's supposed to do, um, which is play mistake-free football and and take what's given to him and make the right reads, which is 
supposed to be max strengths, then yeah, I think he gets back on his good side. I think it's back to where he was from his rookie season. And that's up to O'Brien and Mac Jones to elevate Mac Jones as a, as an NFL quarterback and which should elevate the team. Yeah. Agreed. That was a boring answer. The right answer is they fucking hate each other and they want to fucking see death upon each other. And this ain't going to go good. There's going to be a, yeah, maybe they need to go. It's Mac Jones or Bill Belichick. They need that vibrator and get a quick hate fuck in and just get it all out. Get it all out in the open. There's nothing like a quick, hot, like 120 degree sauna hate fuck to just let everything let everything drip out. You know? Do you think Bill wears a towel in the sauna? No. No. I think he just fucking goes in there with his fucking cellulite ass and his small dick and balls and just goes in there. Definitely. He's definitely yeah. also got like the yeah, guys. shrunken turtle dick that kind of just mm-hmm. rolls all the way in. Mm-hmm. Not saying I don't. I'm just saying that's definitely a Belichick dick. Massive ball sack. Massive. You're describing me right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet. I Thank bet you. Bel- very, very great, great, great compliment. Thank you. I bet Belichick's dark side of the football would rival yours. I bet you if you did an A and B, you wouldn't know who's who. His tits certainly do. Thank you. Yeah, the only way to tell the difference between your Fupa and Belichick's is he's probably got one of his Super Bowl rings tucked in there from 89 or whatever. He doesn't know. He's he not doesn't quite see. sure. He's like, where the fuck that go? Linda. There you go, Bill. Linda. There you go, Bill. Check my Fupa. Yeah. Check my Fupa for my uh, <laughs> ring. My favorite ring. Lawrence Taylor's greatest football player ever. Great, you can suck my balls. Quick break. Patrice Bergeron has retired. Um, let me ask you this question. <laughs> wow, you pissed Bill off with this question. <laughs> uh, well, Bill's on on board with this first question, and then we'll get to the next one. Um, is Patrice Bergeron, we might have to do some thinking on this. I don't have time to, to bring any names here, but is Patrice Bergeron the most overrated Boston sports athlete? No. Go ahead. Nomar. Ooh, good one. I ju- that just came to mind. Nomar, yeah. Uh, Dustin Pedroia. Fuck you. Dustin Pedroia was a league MVP and a two-time uh, champion. Oh, was he? I didn't know that. Dustin Pedroia was better than Patrice Bergeron, probably. <laughs> He's certainly not overrated. No, Patrice Bergeron is her- in Boston is heralded as one of the best players of his generation, which he probably wasn't. Drew, Bretzel- Drew Bledsoe? At a time, maybe I think that has waned. That's probably waned from Bledsoe. Like you have to think of what Patrice Bergeron is considered. Like Boston fans consider Patrice Bergeron to be one of the like best hockey players of his generation, and there's a number of players that are better than him. Mm. He, he was ne- he was never an MVP candidate. It was a no, six-time six. Yeah, there you go. But that's that just means he's the best defensive centerman in the league. Good for you. Cool. <laughs> Fucking good for you. He was the second-line like a- center when they won the cup. He lost two cups in depressing fashion. They underachieved constantly. There's a ton of 
uh, uh, postseason failures that you can that you can put on there. You know, you can't really call him a winner. He was a professional. He was a pros pro. Um, he embraced Boston, which is why people love him. Something we talked about at the beginning of the show with Jalen Brown. Um, and he was an excellent player. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Um, so it does make the conversation a little bit difficult, but he was fucking overrated in Boston. He was overrated. Mm-hmm. If he won one of those cups, if he won in 2019, boom, no, not overrated. But he's still probably he's still on the Mount Rushmore of that generation. It's Poppy, Brady, Bergeron, and Pierce. Yeah. You wouldn't put Char in there? He's better. He's he, he eclipses Char. I'm just saying like there could be an argument for Char being in there. Sure, but if you're gonna go uh Rushmore on the four sports in between Bergeron and Chara, it's Bergeron. Yeah. I, I agree. Chara, saying some fans you're not putting say Chara it's above Chara. Brady uh Poppy or Pierce. No, I'm saying between Bergeron and Chara, during yeah, that Ber- twenty year run, you could say that Chara could be up there as well. He was the captain, but Bergeron had more um tenure with the Bruins and Chara won it the cup as the captain of the team. He did win the cup as the captain of the team. Um but no, it's still Bergeron. Still Bergeron. Um you want some Bruins records? He's the third overall for games played for the Bruins. He's third in goals. He's fourth in assists. He's third in points. He's sixth in plus minus and second in game winning goals. So does that mean he's clutch? Yeah, he's pretty. He was fairly clutch. Okay. Um, obviously, the uh, you know game winner against the Maple Leafs probably is one of his sh- uh, most shining moments. Um, this the question that pissed Bill off was: Is he a top five Bruin of all, of all time? Um, he's probably like not. It. You you listed out five like right off the bat, and he wouldn't be one of them. He's pretty close. So it's. Well, what really pissed Bill off was I kept calling Bobby Orr overrated, which he probably is. Oh, yes, that's what it was. And I mean, he had bad is... knees, and he had to retire when he was 30. And I said, well, your mom has bad knees, and she hasn't retired yet. Yeah, got, she kept going. He said, cool. I fucking hate when he says cool. Because you know he's pissed, and I got him. Yeah. Um, it's Bork, Boychick, uh, or Boychick? however you pronounce it. Boyk, Boyk. I can it's never... fucking Neely. It's Bork. It's Orr. No, um, it's Johnny Boychick. Johnny Boy. Boyusik. Boyusik. Have you seen how it's? Uh, uh... Yeah, that's fucking Tyler Roach's fucking grandfather. I don't care about that. I'm just saying. I know how to say the name. I don't. Clearly, I know because you're because you're not French. No, I'm not. Then you're your haircut of a salon. Yeah, and I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. These double IPAs are monsters. Welcome to time travel. What did I say? Bjorchik? Busick? Busick. Um, no, it's Orr, Busick, uh, Esposito, Bork, Espo. He wanted to put Neely. I put, I put uh, Bergeron above Neely. Neely never won, and he didn't do it long enough. So uh, the other guy is what is his name? Chiefs, the goalie from the sixties and seventies. Yeah, he had the mask where every time it hit him, he'd put a mark on his. Thumb. Yeah, that won some cups. I guess a lot of people have there. I don't know. You know when you get when you get that old, it's, it's hard to to judge. Um, if you put him in there, then Bergeron's floating around six or seven, depending on where you have him against Neely. Yeah, 
which is pretty good top for a top, a top six for a you know an original six uh, NHL franchise. He'll get his number on retired. Year. On Hall of Famer. Yeah, they've had a hundred years of history. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, a little sad to see uh, Bergeron retire the year before the hundred year. Might have been kind of cool to have him. Why? Be part of it because they're not doing shit anyway. Which brings me to the this season. Like now, Pavel Zaka is your number one center. Good fucking luck. Could he just Bergeron just do one more year, make it an even twenty, make it a hundred? We always say this that these guys play one year too many. Now you're bitching that typical Boston fan. He's got more left in the tank. He's got yeah, a little more left in the tank. Sounds like his wife is pissed and doesn't want him playing anymore. Well, that would make sense. Well, either way, uh, that was a lot of shitting on Patrice Bergeron for being one of the greatest Boston athletes of all time. I do think in Boston he was a little bit overrated, but uh, first bout Hall of Famer. He'll get his number retired. Um, obviously, uh, ambassador for Boston sports. Great for the Bruins. Uh, end of an era. Marshan gets the C, probably deservingly so. Um, snaps. Snaps for you, Bergie. Uh, enjoy your retirement. You, Tugarask, and the pool boy. Uh, quick afternoon delight. Be right back. Skyrockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. The Red Sox traded Kiki Hernandez for something called two right-hand uh, relief pitchers. Yeah. Uh, From the Dodgers. Yeah. Well, these are a lot of pop-up ads. Uh, Nick Robertson and Justin Hagenman. It's like Excuse me? Busick. 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 Um, From the Dodgers. 25 uh, year old Robertson is a six foot five, 265 pound righty who baseball America ranks as Dodgers 25th prospect. He went two and oh with a two five four ERA, 28 and a half innings, uh, blah blah blah. And that was in triple A. He has like a 6.7 ERA in the bigs with 10 innings. Um, so that's what they got back. They got back two uh, minor league arms for Key here Hernandez, which who could possibly be the worst player in the league at this point in time <laughs> this year. So I guess good on him, but it's another fucking Heim Bloom deal. It's another whatever. We'll see. You'll never see these kids. You'll never maybe, see maybe you see him, maybe you won't, but like it's here's the deadline. August 1st is the deadline. Can you make a fucking deal? Can you trade something for something? Can James Pack me show they're not, doing, they're not going to get Shohei Otani, but can you go make a real trade? Can you go? I was reading an article today. Now that Bloom has made all these trades and brought back all these prospects, they, no one knows who's going to amount to shit, but there's not enough positions on the field to play everybody. So you've got an influx in small A and uh, in low A ball at the, um, at the outfield position or no, at the pitching position, sorry. Small A, they got an influx in pitching. There's too much pitching in small A. When Once you move up, they got too much uh, middle infield with Mayer and York, and, and there's four or five other guys in there. They've got an influx in pitching with Rafaela, 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 whoever the, the, their top outfield pros, prospect is. They've got an influx there. they got three or four guys. They can't play all these guys. They can't play them all between Portland and Worcester. they got to start dealing them. And these guys are starting to develop um, uh, actual – um, uh, worth because B 
baseball people are obsessed with prospects. They're all a bunch of fucking nerds. None of them are going to amount to shit, or at least 2% of them will amount to anything. You got to start dealing these guys. Try and get something in return. You're a game out of the playoff contention. You're showing some signs of life. Tristan Cash is, uh, against all odds, is looking like a big leaguer. Just Jared Duran, above more odds, is looking like a big leader. You got Brian Bayo, who looks like a future ace. You've Yoshida. got a young Devers is still there. Yoshida is coming through and, and playing well. Verdugo's an everyday ball player. You got a decent team. You got a decent team. Don't be don't be the same team you've been the last several years and saying, well, we've got Whitlock, Hawk, and Sale coming back. So that's our trade line, trade deadline acquisition. Go out and make a fucking move. Put someone real on your roster and pay for them. Grab well, somebody with the worst part is that they're beating the Braves. They beat the Braves yesterday and they beat the Braves now. And that's the worst part. They're beating good teams when they shouldn't be. Maybe, or maybe it's finally a sign that Bloom will put his nuts on the table and actually go make a deal. We haven't seen it, so I don't even know if it's possible. I don't even know if he has the skill set to do it. Steady hand. Who was the first person to ever put their nuts on the table? How do you think that term came about? I think it was George Washington. Really? Is that in a book you read? Or Alexander the Great. One of the other. I can see that. I can see that. A thousand years apart, but both of them. I can see how. That's probably why you got the name Great. Yeah, I could see that coming. But he had little Do you think they're – oh, that's what I was going to ask next. Do you think he had big Yeah, balls? he had little little pearl balls, and they're like – Do you ever think of that when you get drunk? you just like, where do these terms come from? Put my nuts on the table. Yeah. Who, who's the first one to put their nuts on the table? Listen to a podcast. I do spend a lot of time in the car now and listen to uh, the history of Rome. A lot of the shit we get is from Rome. A lot of it's from Rome. I don't like it. Italians. Yeah. Rome wasn't even Italian back then. They were just Roman. Yeah. Did they? Do you think they sparked the Olive Garden though? I do like a never-ending bread bowl and soup and salad. Of course, that's probably that's probably one of the perks of being Italian. Yeah, I get it. Um, uh, Silver Minds of the Week. Right after this, are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. You don't like Italian food. No, we're just running out of time. You're jabbing yeah, about you. fucking fat guy shit. Let's talk about um, uh, Civil Spires of the Week soccer edition this week. Uh, the World Women's World Cup is underway. There are a couple soccer mm-hmm. items. You led the show off with one of them, Ray, so let's start there. I'll pick up where you left off. Um, you see it as a good sign um, with Messi coming in. You said lifting a franchise, which like doesn't even... It doesn't even like equate to like lifting a franchise in the MLS is like, uh, oh, don't you fucking make a lifting a third world country in like in Africa, in Eastern Africa. Like it's just eventually going to fall back down to fucking shit. No one gives a shit about it. He's not Messi's not lifting the Miami MLS franchise. Messi, no, he's not because as soon as he leaves, they're not. They're just going to fall back down where the bullshit they were. Messi is lifting Messi again. The MLS are a bunch of morons for letting this guy in their league. He's way too good for that league. The dude, he has two, what does he have? Three goals and uh, an assist in like 40 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. He's way too good for that league. It's it's going to get gross and boring. He's going to dominate to the point where it's not fun. It's, 
it it's it, it eventually will not be a good thing for that league. It won't be. Oh, you're not seeing the bigger picture. I believe Messi has three sons. Now that he's in America, they're all gonna be US citizens. Come in like eight years when the World Cup, we're gonna be World Cup winners with the Messi boys. You and the world, you and the men's team World Cup. You just won't quit that. You can't quit I'll that. Never, I'll never quit you, Jack. I'll never quit you, Jack. What you really need to do is jump on the bandwagon that everybody is, is the women's national team going into never! The, the women's national team is the greatest soccer team that has come out of America ever. They dominate. Name me uh, three players on that team right now. Mia Hamm, um, Hope Solo, and your mother's ass. Damn it. God, you're fucking three for three. Nice job. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, do you give a shit about the women's net? No, nope, I don't. God, you're such an asshole. You're such an asshole. Uh, Tim Bruso said it best when I played varsity soccer and we had to go to the girls' game. He goes, Boys, I, I know this? it's no, he goes, Boys, I know it's like watching paint dry, but just go down there and do your thing. I would rather watch the women's national team than the men's national team. No, and that is a way. that is a uh, sentiment that is for casual soccer fans that watch World Cups, not men, not the men's World Cup. I'll watch the men's World Cup versus the women's World Cup, but between the United States men or the United States women, I will watch the United States women. First of all, well, they win. We... Second of all, the United States men are a bunch of bitches, which most of the uh, soccer men are. They just fucking flop and cry. There, there is eleven fucking Lebrons out there at all times. It's in suffering and suffering watch i can't watch it it's sufferable thank you uh there are they're just a bunch of the women um are a bunch of beefy that know what they're doing out there and i'd rather watch them uh win a medal than watch the united states men bitch and cry and moan and lose well we already found out why you do that is because you go to get your hair cut at a salon thank you that's right and i don't let them touch my eyebrows pussy uh Mbappe, is he gonna take that 744 million? No, he already declined it. Did he? Yep. Good for him. No yep. blood money for Mbappe. It's because he can't bring his tranny girlfriend there. So all he's gonna take is 300 from was it no, um just no, he has to Madrid? wait for another no, he has to wait for another deal. No one knows yet. Well, I thought I I thought I read that they he declined that because Real Madrid already offered him. Uh, Real Madrid deal. did offer him, but he's still waiting. He just doesn't it's basically PSG has to accept it. Has to accept what? Oh, the, the deal? Transfer fee. The transfer fee, yeah. So PSG would get the uh I got it. He's going PSG to uh, Real Madrid. Label that under I don't really care. Okay. Richard, fresh to oh. death. Thanks, man. Wow, got a fresh cut too. I did today. Yes, thank you for noticing. I appreciate that. That means that means a lot to me. Bobby is uh, really missing out. 
Wait, he's not on? WPB is not uh this is not the show to miss. I mean, there might be a lot of spanking when he watches it on the replay on the YouTube channel, but see what happens. Yeah, you got you got the slick shades, your clown cum shirt and a and a fresh new uh new haircut. New haircut. And I shot very well tonight. I don't know if you wanted to ask that later on, but I did shoot very well tonight. Oh, is your opening take golf? Nope. But I'm just telling you, I shot very well tonight. That's good. What's even if they trimmed up they trimmed up the eyebrows too. I don't know if you can tell. Now you've lost me. Wait, did you go to a barber shop or a salon? Barber shop. Of course. Of course. Oh, you go do you go to a salon? Yeah. <laughs> I go to my girl Colby. She's the um, only she's the only uh regular uh, haircutter I've ever had in my entire life. I've moved so often and so much, I've never found anybody consistently enough to know what to do. I'm always constantly in that battle. And since I moved to this town, the only place that cuts hair in this town is a uh, salon. And Colby is a very nice young woman. And uh, and she's now been cutting my hair for going on two years. And she knows exactly what to do. Don't even have to don't even have to say anything. Just like so is my boy Jimmy. At, so is my boy Jimmy at Alpha Barbershop down in Gosstown. He knows what I like. Look at that. Yeah, but he shit. does your eyebrows too. And I'm and I'm the fruity one for going to a salon, but Jimmy's touching up your brows. And my beard. He fucking touches up the beard and the eyebrows. They I don't really like a professional beard one either. Like it's just too clean. It's like too big poppy. It's like it's a beard, man. Like it's a beard. It should look like a beard. Not like a birthday cake. Like with fucking mm-hmm. perfect, perfect little dressing. And your eyebrows. Your eyebrows, I see, I started off really positive, and your eyebrows, they look pretty More like Diego Okay, I don't. We can play that. That's playable. I've been saying it all week since we, no, we can, because we signed him. I've been saying it all week. I don't think it's how you pronounce it. What is the Diego, did I pronounce Diego wrong? Diago. Oh, Diago, sorry. Diago Sorry, my bad. That's his name. F-A-G-O-T. Fagoot. No, it's not German. <laughs> it might be German. Fagoot. <laughs> uh, speaking of Germans, what do you say we start the show? The Simbine Sports Show, uh, where we talk latest and greatest on New England sports and uh, get a couple laughs in between, especially with Raymond Clown. Sure, you can't 